This is the EWN Podcast Network. Hi, I'm Tara from Plus Fitness with Tara. I'm a curvy, fun, body positive coach and personal trainer. I love business and fitness. Do you have the tools you need to be a rock star in fitness, a healthy love of yourself, and help from me? And sifting through health news will do that. I've got fitness topics and guests. Rock stars aren't born, they're bred in experience and fire. Let's do this together. Okay. And here we are. It is on the dot five o'clock still, which is great because I thought I was going to be a few minutes late. Um, I'd like to welcome everybody here and um, let you know that uh, we have Susan and Esta here today. Their contact information is in the chat. I will post it again. And if you have any questions, you can, of course, post them in the chat if we don't see them right away. But we hope you enjoy our discussion today, our little talk. And I'm going to start off just with a little background on me and um, talk about a few topics related to the uh, movement, mindset, and motivation theme today. And then we're going to have the floor open to Susan and Esta and uh, hear from them too. And I just, I want to say thank you for joining me today. It's been great. Well, thanks for having us. I appreciate it. Yes. Thank you so much. I'm looking forward to being here with you ladies. Yeah. Yeah. So a little background on me. My name is Tara and I grew up as a normal weighted child, but with a parent who had mental health issues and was constantly and still to this day, always concerned with their own measurement on the scale as well as mine. Negative thinking was the norm for me. I remember in gym class in the 80s, I was never good enough. I was always the last person gasping for breath around the gym test for the Canada Fitness Test. Luckily, that test only happened once a year, but it established my relationship with health and wellness as being really hard. Gym class at school was dreaded, but I still played on the volleyball team. I went to volleyball camp at Mount Allison University in junior high for a full summer. But then I realized why it was so hard, because I would later be diagnosed with exercise-induced asthma while I was at university. So I kept going. I now had inhalers. You know, and I had managed to go through Dartmouth Senior High School years with skiing, rugby, mountain biking, and swimming without inhalers, along with Taekwondo. So if you can tell that there is a lot to do with mindset, I just want to give you that little history because what you can believe, you can achieve. Flash forward to having such a serious health back in my own mental health class, my body responded negatively. And thanks to a hormone called prolactin, I gained over 180 pounds overall, with the majority being on my chest. Long story short, I didn't start looking after myself truly until 2010 when I Googled medical private clinic spa and found Dr. Diane Downing at Canyon Ranch in Tucson, Arizona. However, I was still a workaholic, always pushing, always a new idea to chase, an entrepreneurial dream to have. And again, I didn't realize until 2019 when I survived my heart attack, thanks to the wellness changes I had implemented with Dr. Diane beforehand, that I could pursue a dream and be good to myself as well. No more self-flagellation, no more all-or-nothing attitude, no more all-work and no play. So here I am, a plus-size, body-positive, leaning-to-body-neutral teaching, personal trainer, fitness instructor, yoga instructor, T-Rex instructor, some nutrition training, and just to tell you that you can have it all, and sooner than you think. So that's why we are here today. These two other wellness professionals want to share with you what they found out working in this industry. So my ask is that you listen with an open heart and know that even among the three of us, we may not agree on what we want to do with clients or how to do it. We're also not offering medical advice or psychological counseling, but we are also in our own lanes coming together to offer you a chance to hear our voice, get to know us all a bit and see if you'd like to work with us because we'd like to work with you. So again, our contact info is in the chat and we'd like to thank eWomen Network, a business networking platform for women and those identifying as women since the year 2000, founded by Sandra and Kim Yancey. They work with a daughter, Brianna Day now, and she is part of the trifecta they have established, along with an office staff to provide resources, training, education, and support for businesswomen. They brought us together, and here we are. Movement, (laughs) mindset, and motivation. All right, so that's my little background, and I just thought I'd leave it open to whoever wants to go next. Esther, go ahead. Hey, I'll go ahead. Um, So I am a medical fitness specialist. And what that means is that I can work with people who've got heart disease or other comorbidities. And uh, I just love doing this. I'm also a corrective exercise specialist, multiple sclerosis specialist, and uh, nutrition, corrective nutrition. And I've been doing this for 20 years And what's important, I think, for people to know about me is that I am 68 years young and I adore food. I am an admitted foodie. Uh, I've been obese five times in my adult life. So as you can tell from that statement, it's been a struggle for me. I am the product of two clinically obese parents, each 
100 pounds overweight. I am a pro-aging expert. Notice I didn't say anti-aging because to me, anti-aging means I don't want to get there. I don't want to get there. Um, and I'm blessed to have become a top-rated health and lifestyle coach. I am author of two best-selling books. The first one is called Fitness for Women Who Love to Eat and Hate to Move. And so there you have my story just wrapped up in the title of that book, right? Absolutely. I know, right? So, so, um, but, but what I've become known for and what's really important to me is helping my clients to achieve results, but not the results that I really want for them. It's about the results that they want for themselves. And that requires a team, right? I tell my clients that great Olympians have teams of people who get them to the gold, right? They don't, uh, they, they have teams that help them with their, with the physicality of their sport and mindset and more. And uh, so it does take a team of people. And so I'm, uh, the last thing I'll say is that I am on a mission to help, especially women over 50, to overcome the cultural norms associated with aging and to help all populations overcome, overcome any cultural norms, whether it's obesity or lack of education or too much education. You know, everybody has an opinion about what people should or shouldn't have or do. And I'm on a mission to help people to overcome what other people think. So that's a, that's a little bit about me. Oh, Esther and Tara, both you guys have, have made some great points. And before I introduce myself, I want to say this is for those of you who can't see us, this is yeah. Susan speaking and I'll introduce myself in a second. But Esther, you mentioned having a coach and I can remember when I hired my first coach and my dad and my husband's response. And I'm like, but just watch what it's, how it's going to support me. Right. Right. You mentioned our athletes and people have multiple coaches to help them achieve goals that often the coaches can see in you what you can't see in yourself. And I just, it's um, a wonderful thing. I had my first coach 20 years ago, 25 years ago, and then went a period, but I've had a coach since 2015 all the time now of some sort. And so I think that's a very important thing to remind people that coaches aren't really a luxury nowadays. They really are people who can help you get to your optimal levels, whatever you're wishing for, right? Right. And then the other thing I'd like to to bring out, point point out is Tara mentioned being a plus fitness educator and her body, body image, right? And Esther and I, we had this conversation before when we were larger, we were only belittled or told we were heavy or told we were needed to lose weight. So when you constantly have somebody saying that to you, it's very hard to love yourself, right? Mm -hmm. And yeah, if we can't love ourselves, how, how can we do the things we need to do to get to living that optimum life? You know, and that, that sort of leads into who I am. Um, my parents put me on Weight Watchers when I was in fifth grade, a whole 11 years old. And I heard the words, congratulations, you're a lifetime member of Weight Watchers at that tender young age. And looking back on it, it was a blessing and a curse. It was a blessing because I learned how to eat healthy and I learned how to set goals, right? Which have served me well in many ways. It was a curse because I determined or decided my weight, my beauty, and my worth were determined by a number on the scale and what other people wanted me to be. And I rode that roller coaster for 30 years. And like you, Esta, in my adult life, I have been in and out with my weight, you know, larger, smaller, larger, smaller. And when I got into my 40s and became an empty nester, I really looked in the mirror 
And I'm like, oh my gosh, I love you, girl. But what, what do you need to do for you? And I wish I had thought about that earlier because when I was younger, losing weight or living a healthy life, and I put these in air quotes for our listeners, you know, I was going at that activity, the losing weight, healthy lifestyle with one goal, my size and my weight or two goals, my size and my weight. And it wasn't really until in these forties when I learned how to be healthy and it was okay if I wasn't 128 pounds or 135 pounds, I was healthy because I was moving my body. I was um, eating nutritious foods at least 80% of the time, but allowing myself to have that 20% of freedom, right? But then I added in the inner work, the meditation and the yoga and the breath work came about five years ago. I added that in. So I really go at, or I really work with women who want to move from exhausted to energized through a variety of um, methodologies. Mm-hmm. But in the side effect, they could lose weight while they're on the program. But that, you know, the goal is really just being fit overall and having that healthy mindset. Right. Right. I think for the first time, and as long as I can remember, we actually have a window to the inside. You know, I think uh, coming up, I was a one size fits all girl. So I would do any of the packaged programs. I would do any. And now thinking back, I just wonder how we all could eat the same breakfast, the same lunch, the same dinner, the same snacks and have the same result. Does that now sound crazy to you? And so I am the queen, especially as, you know, for aging populations, as you know, they lose uh, youth hormones. They, you know, hormones are a big deal along with everything else that depletes bone density, muscle, all of that. Right. And so um, having spent 30 years in research prior to this, I dig into the research to see what the tools are that are out in the universe that can help us to either reestablish HGH or reestablish the hormones that we've lost. How can we stay healthy? I'm no longer about how I look. I mean, uh, no, there's a little vanity there. I'm sure there's a little vanity there. Like, but yeah, but it's really about how do I feel and how do I want to show up? How do I want to show up? Yeah. You know, that's where I focus the energy now. Absolutely. And um one thing I do intermittent fasting. I've worked with Dr. Mindy Powell on that. And someone was asking me the other day, well, do you go 14 hours, 18 hours every day? And I said, whoops, stop. Nope. <laughs> I said, I don't. I said, you know what? If I wake up and I am really hungry, I offer my body something. You know, I won't push it. I I know that's my body saying hello. So, you know, even with that, I know what I know what they're saying. I hear it, right? But I think there's days, and if I'm going to work out hard or if I'm going to be on the road, there's just so many things to consider, right? Tara, you probably believe this too, but I really think that um, customized approaches are so critical. Intermittent fasting is it's, it, it's wonderful, but it's not for everyone. No. Uh, right? And, exactly. Let me just jump in quickly. So- yeah. My kinesiology degree, and even with my client's experience, we all know this and our own experience, is that it's individually and it's very complex. Each person has that and like assessed and and learn from there. And what I love about the kinesiology program is it allowed me access to libraries around the world of people doing research on keto, on intermittent fasting, on cortisol, on hormones in women. And there's still plenty of information coming out on that. They they had a bit of a lag because of the great pause with COVID. 
but they're working on looking at women and hormones because there's not enough scientific evidence yet to see what the relationship is yet women everywhere are having different issues and still having them no matter what their doctor says or anybody so so it's so complex that if you don't look at each person there is no right one fits all however we all know that if you start to create movement like you guys said and want energy other things will fall into place and that's even the most simplest thing to get someone out walking, for example, a right. lot of deal with very sedentary to, to walk is painful. They have pressure on their joints. They right. have inflammation. They have digestive other digestive issues. They have stress right. so overweight. Exactly. They told they're fat and ugly and overweight and obese. So they hear all these negative things all day. And what I do is I meet with them one on one. We do a little walking group. And we literally use Nordic poles and we just have fun. So by the time we they're finished yeah. the conversation, they don't even know what the work they've done until they look at their Fitbit or they look at me and they're like, oh, that was really easy. And I'm like, oh, no. you know, and that's what we're trying to get is the fun into fitness for sure. But right. also you said the fit, like you said, Susan, and like also the health issues so that when, when they do age, we have some, um, aging population members who don't who come with us but they outpace us because they're like we're here to walk you know and it's just but they love it so much they love they love getting out and doing it but i think what we all want everyone to know is that mindset can be the first step absolutely yeah i i think you need someone to hold you up and it's so funny you know i yes susan you talked about having a coach and I laugh because, you know, I'm a, I, I know a lot. We all know a lot, but what do we do with what we know? And I've got a coach. And for me, you know, I always say I'm completely non-compliant. When left to my own vices, devices, I'm completely useless. I'm just <laughs> like, I am. I'm just like everybody else. I just want to sit on the sofa. You know, right. I am not, uh, I wasn't, I was raised in the New York city housing projects. I was not an athlete. I was not, uh, there was no, there were no organized sports. There was nothing. And to this day, I have to have somebody come and grab me out of my bed and get me off my derriere and make me do what has to be done. (laughs) You know, that's just who I am. But I think it makes me relatable because I know a whole lot of other people that are just like me. Exactly. And there are, there are people out there that are like all three of us, you know, and really um, the support in working with, with a coach is amazing. Tara, I love that, that you say you get out there and you walk with Nordic goals, right? That is so fabulous because the, the support that just the polls use in my mom's senior community, they have walking classes too with their Nordic poles. So I'll go over and do them with her. And she's like, you don't need those poles. I'm like, oh, but they're so fun. And they give you a rhythm and whatever. I was also going to share a story. I have a client that came to me and, and her goal was to move more and she didn't want to go to a gym, which is great. No problem there. And so I told her, I said, the first thing I need you to start thinking about is walking. If we can get you walking 45 minutes a day. And she looked at me and she said, Susan, I don't have 45 minutes of free time. And I said, okay, so let's do this. Let's break it down into 10 minute sections and have a goal of 30 minutes a day, but three different times a day. And once she got consistent with the 30 minutes a day, we moved up to 45 minutes. And then she eventually able to put it all together because she realized how much better she felt. Right. Yeah. It's just making the first, getting the first step done. Right. Mm-hmm. Just getting the first, you know, the I think, um, I think first time in my life, I realized what it's like to not be able to move because as you know, I had a back surgery right. I think I'm week 11 now, but who's counting. Um, but you know, it, when, when you can't move and you're so used to being active and you, you know, there's no bending, no lifting, no twisting. So you drop something and you look down and you say, Oh, look, I dropped something, but there's nothing you can do about it. You can't, you know, pick it up. 
it it gave me a, a sincerely an appreciation for my clients. You know, I work with multiple sclerosis clients, and they some of them have no use of their legs at all. Right. And I I always had a deep appreciation, but now I really do. Like I I understand what their levels of frustration, how they when they can't move like that. So. So go back to mindset there, you know, talking mm. about that. What what were you doing to keep in the frame of mind that that you knew you had to move, but you had strict limitations? Well, I mean, I think I some days were better than others, and that's how it is with anyone who has a physical challenge or a mental challenge. And that's why I got help. Like I did not do it alone. And I don't think anybody should. I don't care if it's learning how to get out of your bed again, or how to get up out of a chair again, or if it's, you know, getting out there to walk again. I think that you need a team. And, you know, that's why I teach, I teach on what I call the five F's. So they are food, fitness, faith, and I can talk about how that contributes to motivation, fun and fulfillment. And how does that all relate to finance? Because I usually am speaking to groups of of high producing entrepreneurs or or, um, executives and Right? Don't we spend? It doesn't matter. We we spend so much time serving others that we put ourselves last on the list of those we serve if we make it onto that list, and right. we we don't pay attention to ourselves. And that's me. Like I will do everything for other people, and but when it's the shoemaker with no shoes for me, <laughs> so yeah. I need a team. It's, and they help me help me here. And I'm a repeat offender of that. You know, I just, I mean, my final call was the heart attack during a five <sighs> walk run event. You know, like, it's just like how many more signals until finally, and, and I survived it. The doctor said, because I had made for the past year beforehand, huge strides in like wellness to make sure that I survived anything. And he just said, look, he said, the the type the heart attack that you had he goes I can't speak to your father or your grandfather or other people in your family who have died from it he said but yours was the one where there's no warning and there's no symptoms that are normal he's like so what I want you to do is just live your life but realize that you need to keep going so even though I am still plus size I'm healthier than I was in 2019 in 2019 I was healthier than I was in 2018 the only competitor you have is you oh well said yeah. Exactly. And that's why it's so important to do that mind work. And, you know, I I have a, a talk that I share. She loves me. She loves me not. And, you know, it's about really being able to look in the mirror, no matter what your size, your hair color, your, your whatever you judge yourself by, none of that, but really be able to look in that mirror and say, I love you. Yeah. yeah. And looking into your eyes. And when you can do that, then I believe it's easier to change that mindset that like, I've got to make one small decision for a healthier me today. And that's ongoing work, Susan, isn't it? Absolutely. You know, you can't, you don't, you never quite arrive. It's ongoing. Yeah. Right. Right. Let me just jump in. So Susan can be reached on Instagram at S-U-S-A-N-C-R-E-W-S-C-O, Susan Cruz Co. And Esta can be reached at Flourish After 50 MHS. So F-L-O-U-R-I-S-H-A-F-T-E-R 50 MHS. And I'm spelling it out because I know that the podcast listeners that are going to be listening to this don't always know that spelling is important because as we know, there can be, you know, numerous hashtags. Everyone's names are similar. There, there's other Tara McDonald's in my, in my city, you know, yeah. so I'm Tara. All my social media handles are under that. And MHS stands for my health studio. Oh, great. So yeah, I do love that too. So I just want to let everyone know that's where you can find them. 
And then, of course, you know, um, Esther has a book on Amazon. It is still there. I have the links in here, but I will post it on the notes. And if the podcast uh, summary, yes, fitness for women who love to eat. Love to eat, hate to move. Yeah. And Susan, love it. No, you just came off Speakonomics and you said you're taking a bit of a break from social media, but Susan can be reached by email at, let me just find it, Susan at SusanCruzCo.com, S-U-S-A-N at S-U-S-A-N-C-R-E-W-S-C-O.com. Esta, is it okay if I use the Get Fit one? Sure. That's so, fine. Get Fit at MyHealthStudio.com, G-E-T-F-I-T at my M Y H E. A-L-T-H-S-T-U-D-I-O.com. Sounds tedious, but we got to get it done so you can get reached in touch with these great ladies about what they're talking about because I am jazzed. Like I have to say, it is just a pleasure listening to us talk about these things and agree on the fundamentals with 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 what is going on. Because sometimes, you know, people have different ideas, but I honestly feel that in the eWomen network, and I may be biased because I'm a managing director, but <laughs> You find the people that you connect with at the right time in the right space. Right. That's true. Yeah. Very true. Mm-hmm. yeah. So, okay. So it is almost 530. Why don't we talk about, Esther, do you want to talk a little bit about motivation for us? Sure. Well, I hear. mean, I, I want to talk to you really about what I call the elephant in the room. Sure. Right? Now in my life, I have this wild, crazy elephant who constantly comes into my room and I have a picture that I show of this elephant and he and there's this beautiful room and it has white chairs and lamps and he's destroying the room and I equate that to what this elephant is capable of doing in my life when he comes he came during COVID he's come at other times and I learned a couple of I, I learned a couple of things about this elephant. One is that I have to learn how to expect the unexpected, mm-hmm. right? Because people tell me I hate not being in control, but don't you think control is one of life's complicated delusions? You know, yeah. when I when I was twenty and thirty, I thought I I had the world by the tail. I had total control, but. I don't know about you. My life didn't quite turn out the way I thought it would in my controlling state. And so we have to expect the unexpected, develop coping mechanisms to keep the elephant away, but that's not always possible. And I would have to say to you that the most important thing in staying motivated, there are two things. One is the team. I I go back to the team every time because if I had to do this alone and rely solely on myself, I'd be in deep trouble. Right. And the second thing for me is faith. Mm -hmm. I had learned that I, yes, am I had to have faith in myself? Of course. I've worked hard to get to where I am, but am I in total control? No. And so I've had to have faith in something bigger than myself. And when I, and when I don't have, when I don't practice that faith, then I lose motivation. I become fearful of the future, which is an awful thing because fear can be crippling. Right. And, and I, and I lose my ability to stay inspired and keep moving forward. So those two things have a team, people who love you will encourage you and hold you up and have some faith in something greater than yourself. Yeah. You know, Esther, and and having that faith leads me to one of the things that, that I learned back 20 years ago that I never thought I would learn. And that is learning how to be still. Mm-hmm. You know, I, my dad called me go-go forever, you know, because he said, you're always on the go between multiple businesses and four children and a husband and this, that he's like, you're just on the go, go, go. Right. And that's how I was raised to work hard. The harder you work, the more successful you were as far as the money. And so that's how I powered. But 
it was totally wrong for me because it was keeping that cortisol up really high, right? And so now if you ask Jimmy, he says, I get up to sit. And that's exactly what I do. I wow. get up. Yeah. I get up in the morning and I have tea and I sit. But that's when, you know, I'm med- meditating. And for me, I'm connecting with God. It might be a different greater source for our listeners, but for me, it's God. And in that stillness, I was really able to find myself and my purpose and my passions. And that was a huge turning point for me. So I I love that you bring that up because it is huge. Um, Finding your, that, that faith in something greater than you, whatever it would be. Right. It wasn't always that way for me. I was, I was uh, someone who thought they could control everything. And you learn in life that when things happen that, Oh, look at that. I can't control that. And that's right. what you learn. Yes. You know, and and I think I got caught up in religion for a period of time and not relationship. Right. And I think, you know, it's a relationship with um something bigger than you, but a relationship with yourself. And that's how, you know, I use that as the motivation to understand what my purpose is and how to share it and help other women in finding their bright lights too. You know, all of our lights shine at different levels at different times. Sometimes I'm a bright beam and sometimes I'm a little bitty flashlight beam, you know? That's so great. Yeah. Thank you. But I agree. I can relate to those things because I think the first experience we had that I can think of it. I mean, I went to university when I was 17 because I was young when I entered school. Right. So proud because he was like, she's 17. Well, I was two years until legal. So for two years, I couldn't hang out with my friends very much. <laughs> I'm like, but it was okay because I was always a designated driver and pick upper and caretaker. But I laughed because we had a great friendship with this one young woman in our dorm. And unfortunately in second year, her parents died. And then in fourth year, we had a close friend die in a snowmobiling accident. So I remember having a discussion with one of my English literature professors because we were really, you know, as a group, our friend circle was really trying to figure this out. We're young, you know, just around the age of 20, trying to understand it. And I had come from a very strong Christian background. And my professor, she said, you know, you're at the point in life when you realize there's a whole other narrative going on and being written for you and about you that you don't have control over. I love that. <laughs> I was like, oh, and then I'm like, but how do I tap into that? So I can at least get some inklings of what I should be doing, you know? And that has been something I've been working on for years. It, like you said, it's a repeat relationship. You know, I'm a repeat offender learning that I'm a repeat re- later, but you constantly mm-hmm. dig in. And I'm sure, you know, with the yoga practice and breath work, right. all done at some point. <laughs> You know, you connect and you realize that the plan is there. Right. You know, I'd like to tell you, if if it's okay, a three-minute story about stress. And Good. stress can yeah. be body. Is that okay? It's, it's three minutes. Yeah. Um, all right. So growing up, I knew that my parents loved the F word, food, food. They were clinically obese and I love them both, but I was a daddy's girl and dad lost a hundred pounds and he gained a hundred, lost a hundred. And sadly, I watched him die a painful death at 58 years old of pancreatic cancer. And I vowed I would not die of that disease, but I was worried. I had an F word all my own, fitness. Now, Joan Rivers once said, if God intended for her to bend over, he'd have put diamonds on the floor. For me, he'd have to line my path with ice cream. I, I worked hard in my life. And in the we, we grew up in the housing projects. And in the housing projects, we had this teeny tiny refrigerator 
But we were the only family I knew who had a second huge one in the dining room. So great food and no worries yet. But hey, I've lost and gained, as I said, over 50 pounds five times during my adult life. So was his path my destiny? My pattern of constant worry was emerging and my dad's F word became my soothing drug of choice. So how does a food loving, exercise hating worry wart change her behavior? Well, I went back to school. I left my sedentary career of 30 years and I opened a fitness studio in LA. Really the second F word, fitness. You're kidding, right? (laughs) So fast forward COVID or Thriving 12-year-old studio survived, but I knew something had to change, and I spent late nights plotting that course. I would teach an exercise class every day in front of that camera, and then I would go to my den and cry, and then I would go to my refrigerator and overeat because old habits die hard. Fast forward, time for my annual blood workup. There was something wrong with the blood workup, and the doctor uttered my worst fear. This, he said, could be pancreatic cancer. And I said the real F word. (laughs) Hoped, prodded, MRIs, MCTs, CAT scans, and they could find nothing. But I was worried. The diagnosis? Stress-induced inflammation. I nearly let stress kill me. So I want to leave my audiences with some new F words. That's why I chose the F words, Mm -hmm. right? Family, fantastic friends, flourish, fun. And I leave them a message that is, have a fabulous future. And that's my message to everyone here. Really focus on having a fabulous future because there's so many things in this world that actually derail us. The elephant right? That crazy wild elephant. (laughs) Yeah. So, but that's a true story. And and you know what? It's unfortunately, it's a story that many other people have. It might not be exactly the same, but women, there are so many that have that same type of story and, and that food is a stumbling block. Right. Why well, call it the F word? Yeah. Right. Right. There's so I, many I, of them. <laughs> I totally get that. And, and, you know, I love your message that, you know, you want people to flourish forever. Right. And it going along with that, one of the things that I love to say is that, you know, when you love yourself well, you can love others better, be more successful and have more ad- abundance and joy in life. True. It's and. So- That's what it's all about, ladies, right? It's about taking care of your body, moving it, um, keeping your mind in the right place. And and that is a, you know, sometimes you have to stop and say, no, I'm not going to have this negative thought right now. It's very, you know, you have to stop. Negativity is a part of life, but you don't have to absorb it. You have to, yeah, you know, have someone who will lift you up. Right. You know, have someone, you know, I have some people in my life who love me no matter how I whine and complain and carry on. They still love me anyway. And they lift (laughs) me up because we're human, aren't we? Yes, we are. Right. I mean, that's not to say that I don't carry on. Yes. I mean, I have a pity party or two here or there. And um, I love the people that, love me and can lift me up. And I do, and I do that for others. Yes, absolutely. You know, I think we need each other, right? Yeah. Yeah. And can I just, can I just say one thing here, listeners and, and people watching that, you know, I, I love that Esther, Tara and I are here together. Right. We are three women. We are three coaches in the health and wellness world. We each have a different niche or a different style, but you know, n- none of us, and I'm sure, I, I hope it's okay to speak for you ladies. Yes. But we're here because we believe in the abundance mentality yes. that 
you know, we're not here competing against each other or anything. We're here with the abundance mentality that, you know what, ladies, we just want to resonate with someone or each of us support whoever needs to be loved on in their way. And I think that speaks volumes um, of the goodness that we have to offer the world. Yeah. And I'll just say doing my coach training with coaches training Institute, which is how I fell into fitness, but um, they told us to put stress in the back seat of the car that we're driving on the road journey. Do you know what I mean? Just so that, yes, you can acknowledge it's there. It's going to be there, but don't let it drive. Don't let oh, it be. Great. I love that analogy. Yeah. Yeah. Because yeah. the elephant, you know, the elephant's always there. You can't always keep him out of the room. Yeah. Yeah. Susan, I know we've got about maybe about 10 minutes or so left. And I was just wondering, how do you feel about walking us through a breathwork exercise? Because I know my listeners can do that and listening to it. Do you feel okay with that? Or is that too? Yeah. too notice? Oh, always. I love to breathe. <laughs> you know, um, I didn't really talk about it. We we haven't gone into it, but but everybody, our breath is the one thing that every single one of us has. And then we never think about using. But when you learn to practice breath work, you can use it in so many different situations. If you are lacking energy and you need to gain energy, you can use the breath of fire or fast, um, a fast breathing technique, right? And it will warm you up. I love to cold plunge. I went to ice camp this year. And when we come out of the frozen lake, we did breath work. We used um, a particular breath work to fire, you know, to warm our bodies back up. Standing in 30 degree weather with a bathing suit on, coming out of a frozen lake, and you do this breath work. And it was fascinating at how your body would warm back up, right? But if you're in a stressful situation and you need to calm down, if you turn to your breath, you can use that to relax that um, your nervous system again, right? So it's really um, beautiful. So what we can do, what are you ladies feeling? You want some calmness here? We can do um, a couple of different things. Or you want to, what would you like? I mean, I'm open what to you, whatever you want to do. So what what are you feeling from yeah. our... So I tell you what, I'm going to share one of my favorites that I learned. It was probably the first one breath work I ever started practicing. And it's by Dr. Andrew Weil is who created it. It's the four, seven, eight. And it simply means you're going to inhale to the count of four. You're going to hold it for a count of seven, and then you'll exhale to the count of eight. To give you an idea before we we're going to go through just three rounds. But before we do that, the times that you would want to use this particular breath work is when you need to relax or calm down. It is a fabulous technique or practice to use if you have trouble sleeping. You can use it before you go to bed. And once again, I'll just tell you, Jimmy's like, oh my gosh, you sound like a freight train over there. You know, if I get into bed and I'm tossing and turning a little bit, I'll go right into it. But um, so listeners, what you're going to do is as we count to four, you'll inhale through your nose and then you're going to hold your breath to the count of seven and then you will exhale through your nose with the tongue up on the back of your top teeth. It will make a sound. I don't. No, if you can hear that, but it's like it. Think about if you were going to blow on a mirror or a window to fog it up. It's that sound. It's what what you're trying to do, and that will get all the breath out of your body. Before I start, two other things: if you're driving or in water, this is not a time to practice. The second one to know: if you have heart condition or an upper respiratory infection, or you're pregnant, those three um, conditions are really not conducive for practicing breath work. You just want to stay where you are. And I always like to give that out 
But anyway, um, for anybody who's listening and wants to practice, if you are sitting, just sit up in a nice straight position with your back nice and straight and tall and take the top of your head, the crown of your head and point it up like you were really lifting up to the sun. And what you want to do, you can take one heart and one heart, one hand, put it on your belly, put the other hand on your heart. And when you're going to inhale, you will feel your belly moving out. That means you've got that breath going all the way down in. So here we go, ladies. The count of four, let's inhale. One, two, three, four. Hold. Two, three, four, five, six, seven. Now exhale. Three, four, five, six seven, eight. Inhale, two, three, four. Hold, five, two, three, four, five, six, seven. Exhale, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. Last round. Inhale, two, three, four. Hold, two, three, four, five, six, seven, exhale, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. Just bring your hands to your knees or your legs. Come back to your natural breath and then open your eyes if you close them. And this is a very relaxing um, breath work that is great to practice. If you can't hold to the seven count, don't worry about it. Hold to your three or four. And as you practice, you will build up to being able to hold your breath longer. And there's lots of great things going on in the body when you do that. Thank you, Tara, for inviting me to do that with you ladies. Well, thank you so much because I know that it just, you know, breath work is Oh, so many scientific benefits, but also just a great way to just realize what it's like to listen to you and have you do it and hear your voice lead us through the exercise. So appreciate Thank that. You. Um, Thank you. We have about uh, five minutes or so left, might say about eight minutes. Does anybody want to share anything else they want to talk about as we that they've from today that they want to talk about? I'm happy to just moderate for a bit and listen if you both want to chat. Um, it's up to you guys. What do you want to? I think, well, I just want to pop in and say what you can talk about is that while we're wrapping up this webinar, it is not the end. You can reach us all by email on Instagram, Tara C. McDonald Inc. Instagram, plus is Tara on Facebook, Susan Cruz Co. on Instagram. And um, actually, so, and then Esther McIntyre is Flourish After 50, my health studio, F-L-O-U-R-I-S-H-A-F-T-E-R 50 M-H-S. But Susan, I just wanted to ask. So one of the things I noticed on Facebook is you have a podcast there. Do you still do you still do that? So my podcast is on hold right this minute, but there are 48 episodes. Oh, great. So it's not like a one and done. And it, it is coming back in the next um, two months, I think it is, is when we're ready to relaunch the next season. Great. So, um, and, and my editor was teasing me. She's like, why did we stop at 48? We should have gotten to 50. I'm like, I don't know. But anyway, um, yes. And it's going to be in a little bit of transition, a few few different things, but it's fun. The Radiant Soul Sisters, it's a community. I also have the Radiant Soul Sisters community on Facebook. If anybody wants to join, join us there. Great. And can they find uh, Radiant Soul Sisters on iTunes and Spotify? Is it on those? All the places. Awesome. Yes. And Esther, is there anything about your book that you want to talk about? You've had two of them, which is great, but is there anything that people need to know they can find it on Amazon under on under its title, correct? What yes, Flourish you- After 50. And um, you can look me up on Amazon as well. I do have a second book. It's a collaborative book that was done with some of the best fitness professionals. I'm very blessed. And wow. it's called What's Next? The Future of Fitness. And uh, I loved doing that. So yeah, I mean, for me, 
it's it's about on for those people that are familiar with the eWomen Network and in the eWomen Network program, uh, I am a premier success coach, and I'm so proud to be able to do that to give back to the eWomen Network and a premier success speaker. So yeah. yeah, right. So those things really give me joy, and I'm thankful to the eWomen Network to um, to have offered those things to me, those opportunities. So, yeah. And, you know, I, um, gosh, Esther, as you were saying that, I got goosebumps because I think each of us can say what eWomen has meant for us and what it has done for us. Um, One of the things as eWomen, I'm an eWomen elite speaker. I think you're an elite. I am, yes. Premier elite, yeah. And the opportunities that had been um, made available to us for lots and lots of different things. But I will just say the friendships that have come through eWomen are amazing. And so if you're a businesswoman out there too, we would love for you to consider joining us. Tara is a managing director and we, any of us would share our experiences with that, but I'm just grateful to be here with you amazing women and all of our listeners today. Yes. Yes. We have 15, but nobody's asking any questions and I've tried to draw you out and you're not coming. So that's why I said you, we've got our uh, contact information in the chat for everybody there. Uh, I have stated it again, but feel free to ask questions, follow up, follow on, on Instagram and Facebook and just, you know, if you're still lurking and shy, feel free to reach out because we're here ready to help and listen. So um, they're my people. They're probably not shy. I don't seem to attract shy people, but, but you know, one of the things um, that that's really great to know about are, as I mentioned before, the tools that are available to know what's going on on the inside of your body, like uh, continuous glucose monitors and lumen. And there's just so many great tools that give you a little insight. And I know some people don't want to get that technical, but for those who do, I'm a data girl and I kind of like data. I like to like know how many steps I did and know how that's just who I am. But if you're wired that way and you have questions about that, put those in the chat. I think there's, is there anything in the chat? No. Nothing yet. That's why I was trying to draw some people out, but they're not, uh, they're not participating. So that's fine. That's, that's great. Maybe, you yeah, know, it's all good. Brave and yeah. follow up for sure. But um, yeah. Okay. Well, we've got about two to three minutes left. Um, I just want to say again, thank you for joining us. And um, yeah, it's been, I mean, I think one of the things that you have to realize is that while it may seem overwhelming, everything we've talked about, as a fitness professional, it all comes together in who you work with and what you resonate with. So um, what you want to understand is that one small step like me getting plus size individuals out for a walk leads to a whole range of things that yeah. fall. And it just has to take that one step, you know, whatever it is. So, right. right. And, and just get help. That would be my one message, the team and faith. That's my message. Yes. Tara, thank you so much for yes, leading us today and bringing us together and um, giving us the opportunity to share well, with all of our communities. I appreciate you both joining me. I mean, this is, you know, our first webinar together and I'm completely conscious of it, but I think we've covered some great material, shared some great things and, you know, talked a lot, which has been fantastic. So I definitely looking forward to doing this again, for sure. Yes. Thank yeah. you. All right. All right, everybody, thanks for listening. You'll find this on the Plus Fitness with Tara podcast and uh, we'll be sharing it soon, but I will, uh, it should come out this Friday, but uh, I'll stop the recording now and then we'll uh, wrap up. So thanks everybody for listening.